Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, before we start the show, let's talk about the after party. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth podcast each week, but this one is different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month, and you're also going to get two postmortem shows every week included in that level of support. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com Simple Trump shot his mouth off. You were the janitor. Chief of staff, they say you might just be it. Now with impeachment, you are dealing. Hey, Kelly you're so late now. We wish you'd go away. Hey, Kelly you're so late now. You work for Donald J. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. Yeah, some uh, weird shit happening at the Conway's house, huh? From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, January 26, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day seven of the Biden-Harris administration, 651 days until the 2022 midterms, and sitting in once more for Buzz Burbank, here comes the great Rocky Mountain Mike. Yeah. Mike. Hey, how you doing, my friend? Hey, hey, I'm okay now, but last week I was in rough shape. I want to tell you. <laughs> yeah, what? You had like like zero sleep before last week's show, right? <laughs> yeah, that was my Rodney Dangerfield entrance. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so um, yeah, Bob, uh, it's time for the dad jokes. I'm uh, I'm okay now. I'm uh, out on bail. I was fired from my job. 
for setting fire to the place, but my lawyer thinks he can get me off with the defense that I am now a private citizen. Goddamn the Supreme Court. <laughs> Holy I shit. I had a burglary incident here the other night at the house, but the sheriff's office assured me it wasn't a real break-in. It was an attempt to make burglars look bad by Antifa. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you blame, blame them for everything. Well, <laughs> Dominion Voting Systems is suing Rudy Giuliani. They're seeking $1.3 Dominion. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, some of these Republican Congress people trying to bring arms to the floor seem to have spent too much time as a kid watching Have Gun, Will Gavel. Thank you. And with the new administration, the Pentagon has reassured everybody that they have officially changed the codes on the Diet Coke button. The Bob Seska Show. Thank you. I'm here all week. Enjoy the veal. Tip your way. Look at Joe now, Lady Secretary. She'll run the treasury And she is called Yellen She'll be in charge Of the economy Said fiscal policy She's Secretary Yellen The former secretary's wife. That's right. I got you. Oh, the great you, Rocky Mountain Mike. Hey, thank you, my friend. Janet Yellen. Someone pointed out I finally did a song that was after 1970. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Small moves. Okay. Well, holy shit. So much to talk about today. So much in the news. Um, First of all, I should say no salon article again today from me. Those of you who are jonesing for whatever it is I do for salon. I have no idea what's going on over there. Uh, maybe it's Trump fatigue. I don't know what's going on. We'll Did see you what happens. Your headshot and your reel. <laughs> That's right. I'm, pr- I'm preparing my resume. Hey, listen. The the fact that I'm not writing for Salon is a great excuse for you to sign up for our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Bob Seska Show. Because holy shit, I, I've lost a, a stream of income here. I guess I, I don't know. I swear to God, I have no idea. I may be back next Monday. I have no idea, or next Tuesday, I should say. I write on Mondays and then publish on Tuesday. <sighs> I have no idea what's going on. Maybe they're uh, desperately trying to get you on your landline or something. It's exactly just a breakdown right. of communications. <laughs> this is what happens usually when there's a changeover to administration, certainly because of the holidays. We were touching up on this uh, a little bit last week. When the holidays happen, traffic goes in the dumper. Because everyone's, you know, dealing with the holidays and dealing with family and trying to ignore all the horrible news. And so traffic always takes a little bit of a dip. and But then it always comes back. But then it, when it's combined with a new incoming administration, especially a switchover, like going from Donald Trump, which is his constant political content, to a, a competent administration, there is a, a changeover in tone that, that occurs, yeah. too, where people... You need to, you need to write more you know. diet articles. <laughs> 
right. I need to come maybe, up with maybe something. Maybe what happened is maybe the new editor is Glenn Greenwald or <laughs> Matt Taibbi or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what happened. Yeah, you know, Glenn used to write for Salon like years and years and years ago. So I don't, I, I have no idea. But, wow. you know, along those lines, what the fuck is going on with the Conways? The. <laughs> The Conways. Keeping up with the Conways. Yeah, see, now that's a great point, Mike, because I'm thinking this sounds like everything that's been going on with the Conways sounds like the setup for a reality show. It's yep, like, okay, yep, we're yep. we're getting our name back in the news here for being a chaotic family and all kinds of conflict and headbutting. And now I think what is turning out to be a pretty serious controversy, and that's like, that's all the kind of stuff that they thrive on over at the Bravo Network or wherever they do all of these crappy reality shows. Oh, but, absolutely. But I mean, I'm sure you've heard by now, I think the news broke overnight, where apparently Kellyanne Conway posted something on Twitter, and I, I'm not sure what exactly that new format on Twitter is called. It's sort of like Instagram stories, but it's not Instagram stories. It's like the Instagram stories knockoff. Oh, it's called fleets. They're called fleets where you put up a oh. thing and it only lasts for a 24 hour period, um, which is fine by Twitter. But putting in an edit button, that's completely. Oh, no. You know, people are going to take advantage of that and scam other people with their edits and so on. Well, if you're posting in a format that only lasts for 24 hours, you know, that leaves a lot to be considered in terms of uh, accountability. But I'm getting off on a tangent here, Mike, because, uh, well, you know, speaking of tangents, I think with her, um, you know, problems securing a mate that Stephanie Miller is going to start Spencergram. There you go. <laughs> One more for you. Um, uh, yeah. So I didn't know about that. I did not know. This is all news to me. So I guess I'm, uh, you know, catching up. But, uh, you know, they, the press room Barbie has just announced that she's going to Fox News. Oh, yes. So yes. Big, yeah. Big, I want to big get, surprise there. I want to get to that. This, that's what the deal is. It's the, it's the Trump people scramble to get reality gigs. Yes. And they're yes. going to be, you know, the, Con the Conways will be will be the new, uh, you know, um, my mind is <laughs> the new Kardashians. Are you thinking of Kardashians? Or Kardashians or <laughs> I, I was even going back further with the Osbournes. Oh, you know? uh, the, yes. The Osbournes. That's another good example. I was thinking in terms of the show that, uh, Kimberly and I watched quite a bit, which is the, uh, the show about the dwarves who have a pumpkin farm in Oregon. I swear oh, to God, yeah. it's a show. Little oh, People, God. Big World on the TLC network. We we love that show. I've been oh, watching yeah. that show for the last 10 or 12 years. That's how ensconced I, I'm, that show I'm a space nerd. I watch yeah. all the documentaries about which kind of rock is going to destroy the Earth next. <laughs> See, uh, you're way better off than I am. That's like <laughs> a thousand steps up from where I am on the reality show viewing scale. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we watch the show about the dwarves that have the pumpkin farm in Oregon. Wow. Uh, wow. But here's what we're getting at here with Kellyanne Conway. Apparently, overnight, Kellyanne posted a fleet that happened to contain a topless photograph of her daughter, Claudia, Oh, who is only 16 years old. Uh, reached for comment, a Twitter representative told Variety the company's teams are investigating the incident. Kellyanne Conway could not be reached for comment. As some of you know, there has been all kinds of headbutting inside the Conway household where Claudia... Uh, the Conway's daughter has just been going off about Kellyanne. Initially, you know, her employment with Donald Trump and all of the commensurate evil that goes along with that position. And then um, Claudia Conway was kind of in the middle of a battle between her dad, George Conway, who's part of the Lincoln Project, and her mom, Kellyanne Conway, who's a red hat Trumper. 
And so that kind of got the ball rolling. Lots of videos posted by Claudia about her mom and, and some of them purporting to include some violence, uh, some alleged physical abuse by Kellyanne Conway against her daughter, Claudia, captured on, on video. Now, this new uh, development adds a whole new layer to the story because not only would this be highly illegal, but it opens the possibility that Kellyanne Conway was hacked. That's also possible. But to just possess child porn on your phone is illegal, irrespective of whether Kellyanne Conway deliberately posted it on Twitter or if it was an accident or if it was a hacking or something. The photo was on her phone in the first place, which is bad, bad, bad. Very, very bad. According to screen captures posted by users on social media, Kellyanne Conway's account, Kellyanne Polls, shared an image of her topless teenage daughter using Twitter's recently launched Fleets feature, which deletes posts after a 24-hour period similar to Instagram and Snapchat stories. The fleet was removed, but not before Twitter users documented it. So there are, of course, screen grabs all over the place, which is even worse for Everybody involved. I, this is. Uh, How does she even have a, 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 a you know a, an account at this point? Yeah, that's um, a good question. And she posted uh, child porn. Is what she posted. I mean, let's make no bones about it. Irrespective of whether she was hacked, someone using her account posted that photograph inside the fleet. And that means that she at least possessed the photo. I mean, how else would she get it? I mean, it's also possible that Claudia got a hold of her mom's phone somehow and did that. But that seems like a stretch, too. Um, in one of the TikTok videos, Claudia Conway said that nobody would ever have any photo like that ever. So, Kellyanne, you're going to fucking jail. That's a daughter to her mother. <laughs> That's how toxic this family has yes, become okay bob that's fine but you know <laughs> joe biden has a fancy watch <laughs> that's right oh holy shit don't get me started on that bullshit story oh my god talk about the new york times like stepping into its own propeller so desperate to paint joe biden as being this elitist and in, in contrast with donald trump who was the everyman populist you know and it turns out that the rolex watch that Joe Biden wore at the inauguration was his son's watch, yeah. his dead son's watch. Nice job, New York Times. Nice I, attempt I, at trolling I, there. Jesus. I, you know, I, I really, I never would have thought that I, the New York Times would just be at the bottom of my list of things I yeah. want to consume anymore. You know, they've just gotten so terrible the past 10 years. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, if you want to follow what's going on over at the New York Times, too, make sure to subscribe to Eric Bollert's newsletter, Press Run. I think it's pressrun.substack.com because he's been covering this the whole time. Obviously, I'm one of those people who actually appreciates some of New York Times reporting because they've done some great work over the past, certainly over the past four years covering the Trump administration. I mean, there are so many stories that broke in the New York Times about Trump's criminality and, and Trump his Russia, taxes, his taxes, and, yeah, all the right. rest of it. I mean, there are many, many things that we should give the New York Times plenty of credit for. But the problem is, is occasionally they do these things, uh, you know, at least once or twice a week that makes you scratch your head and go, what the fuck are they thinking? I mean, did anyone bother to check it out? Did anyone bother? Yeah, that to was firing the editor for, you know, praising Joe Biden and all that. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it makes no goddamn sense. Well, 
sense. Re- well, she wasn't an editor. She was a reporter, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, right, right. That said, yeah, okay. So just a, a quick update on this. Uh, Variety posted this update on this article regarding Kellyanne Conway and Claudia Conway. It says here, uh, as of 11.15 a.m. Eastern Time, in several TikTok videos posted Tuesday morning, Claudia Conway urged people to, quote, stop calling authorities, unquote. She said that she and her mother will be taking a break from social media and will work on their relationship. Claudia emphasized that making threats against her family also puts her in danger. She said, I know that my mom would never, ever post anything to hurt me like that intentionally. And I do believe she was hacked. Claudia Conway said in one of the TikTok videos Tuesday, her father, conservative lawyer, George Conway, also tweeted a link to. One of the TikTok clips she posted writing, quote, our daughter Claudia asked me to tweet this statement for her. Okay, I guess so. You know what it sounds like to me? I usually don't like to get into these family drama stories. It gets oogie for me. I don't know what it is. I just I I feel oogie dealing with, you know, the intrigue that happens behind closed doors in someone's house. But this sounds to me, Mike, like maybe Claudia did this and is backpedaling a little bit. I mean, Mm -hmm. imagine the behavior of a 16 year old kid. I mean, I remember distinctly when I was 16 years old. uh, You try to get away with shit that you probably shouldn't be doing when you're 16. And uh, it sounds like she's softening when it comes to her mom here. Which yeah, maybe what happened was that it, the reality of the power that she held in her hands at that moment came back, and oh my God, yeah, okay, yeah. I see now. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. Oh, I mean, we know what Kellyanne Conway is. We know that she's the devil. That she's the mouth of Sauron. And <laughs> the problem is, though. I don't see kitty porn exposing her daughter's naked body to the public on Twitter. That seems like a big leap, even for a devil like Kellyanne Conway. It's just, and again, I don't. Everyone's going to scream at me because I'm yeah, defending I, Kellyanne and Conway. This is how this is how uh, twisted everything has gotten. I'm sitting here thinking maybe she did this to get thrown off of Twitter, so then she could scream about being muzzled. You know, and, <laughs> that's uh, also possible too. I mean, these people are utterly shameless. So there's that too. I'm. Uh, I'm not exclusively defending Kellyanne Conway. I have no fucking idea what really happened here. I'm just speculating in terms of what the possibilities might be. And I think one of the things that you have to consider is that that doing something like this doesn't hurt or punish Kellyanne's daughter for the behavior that Kellyanne's daughter is dealing with. Uh, what it does is it it's self-indicting. It, it's Kellyanne Conway throwing herself under the bus for some reason in a criminal way. I mean, this is, if they discover that she intentionally did this, I mean, that's criminal charges right there. And it's criminal charges, the very fact that she had something like that on her telephone in the first place is a big goddamn no-no. But that's uh, that's the latest was going on with the Conways. Yeah, well, this is- you know, but yeah, but we're not sitting here talking about uh, Trump trying to overthrow the government. <laughs> yeah, at least yet. <laughs> yeah. But but here we go. So uh, the lock her up people are, of course, 
concerned about prosecuting someone who's not president anymore, uh, not in uh, any sort of official government power. Isn't it amazing when they adopt a, a, a slogan, it's always just, this is why Skeeter exists, because they'll adopt a slogan, and then it's just like, well, that's what Skeeter's going to say. And now with this, the, the new slogan is, private citizen. He's that, a private citizen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, this story about this plot that Donald Trump tried to engage in with this guy at the Justice Department, Jeffrey Clark. This is like everything you need to know about the Trump administration and Trump himself boiled down into one story. Everything you need to know about his deranged, twisted, deformed rationality when it comes to plotting these courses of action. I'm talking about Donald Trump here. Because the crazy thing about this DOJ story, those of you who don't know, Donald Trump plotted with this low-level DOJ guy named Jeffrey Clark to oust the acting attorney general. I think this was right before Christmas, I believe, was the timing. And uh, and then once the acting attorney general, Rosen, was removed, Trump would appoint this guy, Jeffrey Clark, as attorney general. And then Jeffrey Clark would then strong arm Georgia to decertify its election results. Yeah, now that's the part I don't understand. Yeah. How does he go about doing that? You know, I mean, just, <laughs> did they think sense. this through? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they thought any of this through because let's say that this actually works. So Jeffrey Clark, this nobody at Department of Justice, and Donald Trump successfully ousted the acting attorney general who only took over the post as of the 23rd of December after Bill Barr left. And so they decide, okay, great, we've got Jeffrey Clark, this nobody, as attorney general, and then he's going to something, 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 Georgia decertifies its election results. The something, something, something doesn't make any sense. I'm not aware of any power that the attorney general has that could wield over a state to the point where the state right. would this have is, to. This is the, you know, back to states' rights. Right? Yeah. I mean, they, they keep yammering on about states' rights. Well, this is one of their <laughs> rights is to run their elections. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my God. And even <laughs> then. So let's say, Mike, that it was actually successful. Let's just say that they were able to accomplish this plot, Clark and, and Trump. Well, that only gets them Georgia. And it doesn't right. even get them Georgia because well, I think I've, it would I've, have to I've have put a- this out there before and, and people always come back with, well, they would get Georgia and then that would make the other states rethink their things yeah. and they'd recalculate, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the problem. It's just, again, it doesn't, uh, getting Georgia's electoral votes back, this plan doesn't even involve that. It just involves eliminating the results from Georgia, which would either trigger another election in Georgia alone or but, nothing or I, I don't know what it would just not report electoral votes I don't know what the other part so of what the I plan don't understand was. and I have not followed this story uh, beyond sort of just reading the headlines but the, the the key to this all all of this is how well documented is all this yeah, you know, yeah. how how many people can testify that this was in the works. Mm-hmm. You know what this sounds like? You ever see that episode of Shit's Creek where David tries to make a cedar box by just getting some planks out back and, and then he takes some uh, masking tape and makes a square on the carpet for some reason because he, he has no idea how to make a box using pieces of wood. And he's just, so he's just winging it. That's what Donald Trump does. It's, all of yeah. these plans are just, he's just winging it. He has no idea how, how these things are going to turn out. It was the same with the insurrection itself like 
what's the calculus here? What is the how do you achieve that end game? How do you remain president by engaging in insurrection against Congress? How does he make that leap? That connective tissue does not exist between insurrection and Congress yada 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 now i'm still president no 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 you're not thinking things through and and this is another well, example of the same thing and I, I i've noticed the past couple of days that it seems that the press the right-wing press uh some of it like the mm. national review is kind of ahead of the game in terms of the way the wind's blowing on trump yeah and that the people that are the furthest behind in the game of course is the is the house yeah you know they're gonna just they're just gonna go down with the ship with him and mm-hmm. and boy I mean you know and I'm seeing already people uh, that are announcing their Democratic runs for the House and Senate that are just like yeah let's do this yeah. let's bring it on I I'm really sincerely hoping that for a lot of people of course this this involves the American people having the attention span of longer than a gnat <laughs> which is you know not counting on that right. but I'm I'm hoping that this sedition will be a, a way of getting more seats in the House. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it's uh, it's got to be a bullet point for a lot of people because uh, there are a lot of Republicans that are really pissed off about this because he's destroyed their party. Yeah, exactly. So I always wonder, too, how much of a tale this story is going to have, the insurrection story. I mean, I, I get the sense that Donald Trump by himself is utterly fucked because of the insurrection, and thank God for it, because what's happening now is you take any of the individual other crimes that Donald Trump has perpetrated while president, and you say, well, are people going to give a shit about uh, Trump Russia, or are people going to give a shit about money laundering? And you go, well, now that there's insurrection on the table, I think people are more inclined to believe that he did those other things as well. I think the insurrection actually puts the other crimes on the table again and makes them viable to prosecute. And that's that's a positive. That's a very, very, very positive thing. But here's some strange news. This was like mind-blowing last week when I saw the story. We talked about this a little bit on the uh, after party on Friday, but it bears repeating here on the free show. You know, uh, Donald Trump's lawyer, his impeachment lawyer, the guy who's going to represent Donald Trump on the floor of the Senate during the impeachment trial starting in February, is a guy by the name of Butch Bowers. This is crazy because I grew up with Butch Bowers. Butch Bowers lived across the street from me. He was the older brother of my best friend when I was eight years old, seven, you know, about everywhere from six years old to about nine years old. The Bowers family lived across the street. I was friends with uh, Neil Bowers, who was the youngest of the three boys of the Bowers family. And I was over there all the time. I remember distinctly when I was six or seven years old, I slept over at Neil's house. And well, I didn't actually sleep over there because I well, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Butch had a whole collection because Butch was older. He had a whole collection of record albums. And one of the albums was Queen's News of the World. And if you're familiar with that album cover, it's this giant robot with human eyeballs and a weird, disturbing face crushing and murdering the (laughs) members of the band Queen. 
in his but that giant robot is a huge uh, st- prop in the current Queen uh, show. Oh you know, yeah, so. yeah. Well, at six years old, it scared the living hell out of me. I had never seen anything like that before, and so I got so upset by seeing that cover, that particular album cover, that I I started crying and I had to go home. So, but wow. that was that was <laughs> kind of my one of my Butch Bowers stories. But I mean, we were good friends with their family, and I think my parents are still friends with Butch's parents but it's just one of those strange things where i saw this name come up in the news it's oh trump's new lawyer for the impeachment is butch butch god i know that guy oh holy shit that's the and then i looked up his his, uh uh, website for his law firm like oh my god that's absolutely the butch bowers that i know and i'm sorry uh, all i can think about now is which album covers was i terrified of (laughs) when i was a kid let me think. <laughs> Dave Brubeck's greatest hits. Uh, no, oh, holy shit. Yes. Yeah. Maybe some the those... Sergeant Pepper cover or something. <laughs> yeah. Some of those uh, 1960s album covers are terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. At home with Perry Como. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Um, so here's the thing. Uh, I, I was asked on several occasions last week whether Butch was his real first name or is his real first name, and I replied yes. Th- it's it's his real first name insofar as Bob is my real first name. It's a nickname that his parents right. gave him when he was very very young. So right. his actual too many monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I also think that's why Donald Trump picked him because he's got that name. You know, the name from uh, yeah. Central <laughs> Casting that. Yeah, it's down, between, so it's down between Butch and Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like Donald Trump seeing the name going, oh, yeah, she's going to butcher the Democrats. He's going to yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got a meat cleaver. He's going to no, chop got him a up. Butch name. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very strong, very strong, <laughs> very strong, very powerful. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. And the other weird little thing, and this isn't necessarily an indictment of, of Butch himself, but I recall this, too, when I was just a kid hearing about this news was kind of disturbing, but uh, Butch's dad, uh, Carl Bowers, is a former Federal Highway Administrator, worked in, in Washington, D.C. It was one of the reasons why they lived in our neighborhood for a period of time. Uh, but he was uh, uh, indicted, prosecuted, and convicted on charges of conspiracy, fraud, and embezzlement. Uh, he resigned his post in the Department of Transportation uh, back in 1980. He was indicted by a federal grand jury, and uh, he was charged with conspiring to illegally buy and sell seven federally financed houses in Hampton County, South Carolina. Bowers alone is charged in a or was charged in a 15-count indictment with conspiring to defraud the United States and submit false claims to the Department of Agriculture. That was Butch Bowers' dad. So, uh, yeah, that was one of the, the things that I remember most. Because I was like, it was now, maybe I, the first and, person and I knew who went to prison. I was like, oh, my God, Mr. Bowers is going to jail? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and I have an, an odd uh, odd childhood uh, story that I don't know if I've shared this with you. Maybe I think I've told you about this. Yeah. But Jeff Hoyt, he, he does a lot of voice work for for me, and, and he's on the album and everything. And he's uh-huh. an old college friend. I've known him since 1974. We worked at the college radio station back there in Stillwater, Oklahoma, back in those days. And we're, you know, we're solid friends, lifelong friends. And uh, he lives in, on Vashon Island now uh, in Puget Sound. Uh, been there for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. And when he was growing up, he was uh, in Connecticut, I believe, or Connecticut or Rhode Island, I believe Connecticut, mm-hmm. as a kid. And he had his memory jogged recently when he realized that he and his big sister actually babysat Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, no he, way. Yes, Boris, yes. The he, Boris Johnson. He, yes, his, uh, he was there. Uh, his, his folks were expats living uh, in the neighborhood, and uh, he was, you know, a couple of years younger than Jeff, and they would babysit him. So, That's crazy. You know what? That? I can perfectly imagine what Boris Johnson looked like as a kid. He, he looked like yeah, he does, it looks like that now. Looks like exactly yeah. like it. Exactly like looks, that, except miniaturized. He like, yeah, he looks like Pugsley. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh my God. So yeah, uh, lots more to talk about on this front, including uh, an interesting observation by Matt Gates about the impeachment process that I want to talk about here, and Nikki Haley is jumping into all of it too. Lots of whiny diaper baby action coming from the Republicans regarding impeachment. Why, oh, why are they coming after Donald Trump? He's not even president anymore. And then the Supreme Court says, oh, by the way, yeah, you can't indict someone while president, and Uh, you can't indict them after they're president either, which is just, at least when it comes to emoluments, this is insane. Yeah, when you get the Supreme Court that that corrupt, we're in big trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, imagine this Valentine's Day story is you. You're parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in 10 minutes glancing in the mirror you cringe not on valentine's day you can't go in with those bags under your eyes not to mention crow's feet you rummage through your purse saying please tell me i have my plexiderm with me and bingo there it is you apply the clear serum under your eyes and smile confidently knowing that in minutes you'll look fresh bright-eyed and years younger plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles crow's feet and under eye bags in just minutes it's the valentine's day gift you give yourself you can try a six-day, six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Yeah, from Manchester, England, this is uh, the great Elijah Bone, one of my favorites here on the show. Song called Running Man. This is one of their older tracks, but one they uh, rolled out and sent to me because I think they knew that it would become one of my all-time favorite songs ever. I just love, love, love this song. I spent the entire weekend listening to this song on loop. It is uh, ElijahBone.com, also ElijahBone.Bandcamp.com. Oh, yeah, so good. Uh, BobSuska.com slash music if you want to submit. Thank you for doing that. That's a really great late 60s feel to it. I like that. Absolutely. We've got an indie music countdown coming up, the first one of 21 here. Is this, yeah, it's the year 21. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Suddenly I blanked on what year it was. Holy shit, that's not a good sign. But our first indie music countdown comes up uh, this Sunday, and we'll be uh, playing all the songs from January. So there you go. Uh, also, you can get that wherever you get your podcasts and at bobseska.com. 
Okay, getting back into it here. Uh, uh, you mentioned at the top of the show, Kaylee McEnany has signed on to work for Fox News Channel, and that's according to disclosures uh, obtained by uh, Citizens for Ethics, uh, the crew people. And this is, oh my God, Kellyanne Conway, as, as many of you know, is... Ke- uh, what did I say? Kellyanne Conway. Th- they're all uh-huh. the same. They're basically, yeah. see, I get them confused because you see Kaylee is Kellyanne Conway before being hit in the face with Sith lightning. So if you, <laughs> that's only for nerds. That's exclusively for star Wars nerds, that joke. Uh, but yeah, so she's going to be at Fox news channel and, I guess that is kind of a gray area because Fox News Channel isn't necessarily a respectable news outlet. So there's not a whole lot we can do to make sure that she doesn't work ever again. (laughs) If she's going to be going to Fox News Channel, if she ended up on CNN, I would be making a a bigger stink about it uh, on Twitter. I think a lot of us would. But the fact that she's going to Fox News Channel kind of dulls the impact a little bit like oh well obviously yeah i I guess they're just hiring all the insurrectionists over at fox news um but the one that really frightens and pisses me off uh you know this is sort of in the over my dead body category sarah huckabee sanders is running for governor of arkansas and this news is a pretty good justification to wheel out my uh, brand new uh, sound effect here on the show, Mike. I've got uh, Nicolas Cage screaming fuck. fuck! That's a five second fuck right there. <laughs> Sanders is the uh, Arkansas voters Amazon page. You know, customers who bought Tom Cotton also might be interested in this. And also her dad, uh, her yeah, horrible, yeah. horrible dad was governor of Arkansas. Too. As horrible as her dad is, yeah. I don't think he's nearly as horrible as Tom Cotton. No, there's just no, no, no. no. There's uh, no, and so that's the deal. That's the that's the uh, that's the standard. If you got Tom Cotton, sure, why not? That's right. You know, yeah. Uh, she's got her website up. It's uh, the big banner headline is a new generation of leadership. <laughs> yes, please. We need more liars and insurrectionists. And uh, the last leadership. time I got on a plane was yeah. to go to Arkansas because an old radio friend of mine was having. Uh, you know, he's, he's getting up there, and we all wanted to get together for lunch. Mm-hmm. So I took my life into my own hands and got on a plane and flew out there. This was in September. Yeah. And while I was out there leaving the restaurant, here comes a caravan of trucks with the Trump flags. Mm-hmm. And I made sure I saluted every single one of them as they went by. <laughs> sure you did. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's well, where the Klan is. I mean, the Klan is is headquartered in Harrison, Arkansas. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and they will, of course, be Sarah Huckabee Sanders' primary constituency. They will be Sarah Sanders' base. And, uh, you know, she's, I'm sure, going to embrace that uh, with all of her gusto. Uh, because Sarah Sanders got out before the insurrection. That is true. But she, to me, is is guilty by association. She was guilty of being there through all of the other fucking crimes that were engaged uh, by the White House. So in Arkansas, that's a plus. So I'm just here to tell you. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, there's a a bit of me that, Mike, I'm just trying to be a little bit optimistic. I mean, I'm trying to find, in honor of my friend Buzz Burbank, I'm trying to find the half-full portion of the cup, uh, which is often difficult for me, especially when it comes to red hats. But Well, you know, it's fun. 
funny. I mentioned Jeff Hoyt uh, babysitting Boris Johnson. The other part of that team was Hoyt and Walker uh, mm-hmm. back in uh, – they they actually had a production company in Little Rock. We all lived in Little Rock. I'm, I went there in 1976 yeah. to be part of this radio station there. And they ended up branching off from the radio station and starting a production company doing commercials. And Brent Walker was the other side of Hoyt and Walker. Well, Brent still lives there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's just, he's he's like – He's as liberal as they come. He's he's like he goes to church. He's a Lutheran, and, and he is way more liberal than I am, even. Yeah. Um, and he o- owns a studio there, a recording studio, where Al Franken uh, did his show from that studio for a week when they were dedicating the presidential library for Clinton. Oh, cool. Uh, so there are people there, you know, who are totally hip to yeah. the idea that cotton cotton's a Nazi and you know, so you know, there's that sprinkling of people everywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, God yeah, as yeah. as you kind of alluded to, I mean Bill Clinton was governor of Arkansas for a period of time there. And so there's gotta be some normals in Arkansas. I just don't think there are many normals. I, I think the normals are way outnumbered. So I guess it all depends on when the primary rolls around, whether there's still gonna be this uh disgust with you know the all all the people associated with Donald Trump because of the insurrection, or whether they're just going to be, oh, I'll forget about it. And I know the Republicans right now, especially the congressional Republicans, are laying the groundwork for that. They're tenderizing the other Republicans, the about 10% of Republicans that broke away from Trump after the insurrection. And so they're kind of warming those people up to say, hey, you know what, let's just move on and forget about it. Let's forget about the whole thing. It's in the past. Why... Go over this shit. We want unity and. Uh, By the way, Brent is uh, Episcopalian. I said Lutheran. Just a slight. How dare you? I don't, I, I don't want people jumping down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Matt Gates, uh, with his giant head, said, uh, "Impeachment is the zenith of cancel culture." Well, trying to subvert and overturn an entire election, I think, is the zenith of cancel culture, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, impeachment, Matt is in the goddamn Constitution four times. I, li- I like the guy who tweeted, uh, you know, the gallows is the cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and Rachel pointed out last night, those gallows were made out of four-by-fours. They had stairs. They were a functioning gallows. This yes. was not just symbolic thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's, that needs to come out more in this impeachment trial. This needs to be... People need to understand these people were out to kill people. Yes, absolutely. And one of them, I think, was uh, threatening the life of AOC. I think one of them went in with the the goal of killing uh, a member of Congress, uh, you know, AOC. And I think another one was, I think this news came out today that there was another red hat insurrectionist who tried to uh, gouge out the eyes of a Capitol police officer. I think that was one of the uh, bits of news that came out today. Just fucking horrible. And Matt Gates is right there, de- I guess, defending all of these people and, and se- making it seem as if, well, they were acting on their own. They- these were all Antifa infiltrators pretending to be Donald Trump supporters or whatever it is. But, um, you know, all you got to do is look back to October of 2019 to see the real motivation of people like Matt Gates to see how connected they are to this insurrection in Congress. Because Matt Gates engage Matt Gates and his colleagues in the Red Hat Fucknut Caucus in the House, they engaged in insurrection version 1.0. Do you remember this? In October 2019, they did that whole stunt where they stormed into that skiff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was the, I think, the early signs of the insurrection. That was the early no, that's example. That's a really good point. That, you know, that set a precedent. It yeah. really did. Yeah. 
I mean, oh, when you see God. your leadership acting that way, when you say, and that's why so many of these guys said, well, you know, once they got to the Capitol and they're on video saying things like this, they're on, you know, on the record after the fact saying, oh, well, Donald Trump put us up to this. Donald Trump is coming. He's going to join us here. And uh, he's told us to do these things. And then you combine that with the fact that members of the House of Representatives, Republicans, tried to do something similar with that skiff where they were doing this uh this meeting first of all this uh this presentation this classified presentation in the skiff they could have participated legally there were no republicans right, who right. were barred it from it show. Yeah. yeah and so they pretended the way, to I storm want, it i yeah. want my uh, nickname of matt gates moose jaw to catch on <laughs> He's just got, he's got an enormous head. And I don't know why Matt Gates is trying to popularize the zoot suit again, but he's doing it. It's this phenomenon that I've been observing since The Sopranos was on, where you get all these mayonnaise white guys who are pretending to be in the mafia. Donald Trump is one of the worst offenders when it comes to that. Um, yeah, it's a behavior pattern that is familiar with them, and that's just yeah. like slip into it. Yeah, well, uh, they think the sociopaths in the mafia are cool guys, and so they try to emulate that behavior. That's Donald Trump's whole right. thing, just co-opting the mafia. You know, you got to be loyal to me. It's all about loyalty. It's all about trust and loyalty, the circle of trust. Whatever that bullshit is, forget about it. You know, I don't know. Uh, it's immensely annoying to hear. Well, that if the Republicans on. ever get tired of Trump, uh, he, yeah. he better not go on the New Jersey Turnpike. That's, That's right. <laughs> so Nikki Haley, uh, Nikki Haley's probably another one who's going to run for president in f- four years. Uh, she is <laughs> said this. This is a remarkable thing for my. I think she was on the Laura Ingram show on Fox News. She says. I don't even think there's a basis for impeachment. Now they're going to turn around and bring about impeachment, yet they they say they're for unity. (laughs) What does that got to do with anything? That's what, you know. Yeah, I she said, I mean, at some point, I mean, give the man a break. I mean, move on. Give, I mean, give the man a break, she says. Give, she's talking about Donald Trump here, the ringleader of an insurrection against Congress. I should say a violent insurrection against Congress. Yeah, we just give him, give him a break. He, he, hasn't he been through enough? You know, the guy who incited an insurrection in Congress. Are we, are we being so mean? Why are we being so mean to him? This is yeah, madness. Hey, I, you know, somebody I hope, brought up the, the wife beater analogy. It's yeah. like, honey, if we can just, you know, let's just not press charges this one time. And, <laughs> That's right. And I'll take care of you, darling. It's like the, the argument of an abusive husband is exactly what they're doing. They're exactly leaning on that. And I don't think they even know it. I don't think they even realize. And if they do realize it, they're okay with it. That's a perfectly valid excuse. Well, whatever it. it is, I, and I'd like to know who it is that starts all these catchphrases because there's like one place that's all originates and then all disseminates to everybody at the same time, yeah. and they all say the same thing. But there's got to be one place where it starts, mm-hmm. or maybe it just grows organically or whatever. But whatever it is, they come up with it like in twelve hours, yeah, and then they and then they keep saying it for months. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Yeah. And that's what works. That's what works because people are fucking stupid. Yep, yep. I remember for the longest time, uh, the RNC would send uh, memos to Fox News Channel, and there had been documented instances where the copy being read on Fox News Channel purported to be original, you know, original opinion, original news reporting, even in some cases, are actually just the anchors reading verbatim the RNC press release. 
that has been completely documented. So I don't even know if that's still the process they're using, but there may be some other collective of Facebook groups or Twitter groups or something like that, private groups, where they're developing these ridiculous talking points to you know make sure everyone's on the same page. I have no idea what the process is now, but clearly you're exactly right. Where it's you know, the, the word Brando is talking points uh, company. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> So uh, some more good news as far as Donald Trump goes, the ramifications of the insurrection. Trump Plaza in, uh, I believe, Palm Beach has dropped the Trump name. People uh, who live in the condos there are rejoicing (laughs) over that. Uh yeah, that's uh it's all good news and uh, it's just it's We need to, you know, we need to we need to have like Trump property bingo where we can just see them fall one by one. Yeah. And so the one I want to see go is the one in Vegas. Right. I remember driving by there in 2016 on my way back from it was the night before the election mm-hmm. and we had spent a few days in Zion and Grand, Grand Canyon National Parks photographing and it, that was the point where we were sure Hillary was going to win. Yeah. And I remember driving by and seeing that Trump logo on the building there in Vegas and thinking, uh, you know, that's just, I mean, it's just amazing that someone running for president has got these buildings everywhere with his name on it. And that was before all the shit happened. Oh yeah. And now it's, it's like, why would that, especially if you're leasing the name, Uh you're not actually, if you're, it's not even Trump's building and they're just paying for the name. At what point do you take it down? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just it's got to be to the point where it's toxic, where no one will want to associate with the Trump name ever. Uh, least of all places like, and fingers crossed, NBC, ABC, CBS, a lot of these networks, Bravo, anyone who would want to pick up another Donald Trump uh, reality show, anyone who would want to license the name, because that's the whole business model of the Trump organization is licensing the Trump name, licensing the Trump brand, slapping it on something that already exists. And that's how the Trump organization makes its money. And so my hope is, my sincere hope is that people will be so put off and disgusted by the Trump name that no one will want to do it anymore. So it's going to be a race between... Not so much put off, but just recognize that it doesn't make them money. Yeah, yeah. That's what it takes. Yeah, so I guess it's a race between um, the Trump organization going out of business organically, naturally, because everyone's disgusted with Donald Trump, or Letitia James in uh, New York State is going to uh, take down the well, Trump organization. I, I mean, not to mention other. just the, the, the just the flat. Uh, this is the problem with it now. It just hits me mm-hmm. is that he's he's enormously in debt. He's got debts that are due coming up in any time now. Yeah, and he's he's just really cash strapped. So the, selling the Trump name has been how he's been making money. Yeah. So I I would imagine he can't like put his name on more new buildings no if anything it's going the other way yeah so uh but again it's just money I mean, and it, and this is why mcconnell and all these other guys are starting to a little bit turn on him because the donors are so you know they're like we're not going to have any part of this uh, this is oh yeah so it's the money and and it just i'm i'm really looking forward i you know it's one thing to get him out of office but i want to see those names come down yeah yeah well i'm even more harsh than you i mean i'm in the cobra kai uh, mode of thinking with comes Donald Trump. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And and one of the no yeah. mercy aspects of my view of what happens to Trump post-presidency is pretty fucking harsh. I think what they should use is asset forfeiture. If Donald Trump is prosecuted federally, I think the federal government should use asset forfeiture, seize his properties, particularly Trump Tower in New York City and Mar-a-Lago in Florida. You level Trump Tower. I mean, you just tear it down. 
piece by piece. You can just knock it down. You could have a whole event where we all watch Donald Trump's Trump Tower come crashing down, and then you replace yeah. it with a COVID memorial. This is not a joke. I'm not making this up. This is my sincere opinion that you, you make a 9-11 style memorial to the COVID victims on the block where Trump Tower was located. Likewise, you seize Mar-a-Lago and you do like they did with Arlington House, which became Arlington Cemetery. During the Civil War, uh, Abraham Lincoln, of course, the United States seized that property, which belonged to Robert E. Lee and the Lee family, the Custis Lee family. The Custis Mansion. Yeah, yeah, the Custis Mansion. And then they started burying Union soldiers right up to the edge of the actual house itself. And that eventually became Arlington National Cemetery. But the idea was... Make sure no one lives here again. Make this property yeah. now unlivable. Make this house unlivable for Robert E. Lee and, and everyone else who joined him in the uh, sedition against the United nest, States. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, it's, it's just like Hitler's stuff. You know? So, yeah. So people who can't afford burials for their family members who succumbed to COVID because of, in most cases, Donald Trump's ineptitude and irresponsibility, you give them free burial on the Mar-a-Lago property and turn that into a national cemetery for COVID victims. I think that's Interesting. only Interesting. fair. Yeah. You, you repeat what Abraham Lincoln did. I mean, wow, who's going to argue with Abraham Lincoln and what he did? And, and, and you add the extra level to all of this and the fact that Donald Trump incited an insurrection against the United States, a violent insurrection. So you have that extra component, that Confederacy-ish I mean, Maybe Bed, Bed, Bedminster should be Black Lives Matter International Golf Club. <laughs> That's perfect, hey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm absolutely serious. Fuck him and fuck everyone around him. He does not get to go back to a normal life after all of this. No, 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 no. We do not uh, take kindly to tyranny in the United States. And I think we would be doing us and our posterity a huge disservice if we go. Well, you know, yeah, it's, it's uh, it, everything you're talking about is really only a matter of time. Yeah. It, it's, it may take 20 years mm -hmm. for us to wake up and realize what the fuck went on here. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be, it'll, it'll be like the Confederate flag. Mm -hmm. It'll be, I think in a lot of ways it'll be worse. Yeah. Because because the Confederacy at least had the excuse of like well we're we're going to start our own country mm -hmm. and this is what we want to do and screw you uh, but that wasn't a, a direct attack on the United States right you know what I mean I mean yeah. it wasn't a direct attack on our Constitution mm -hmm. it was just like well we're going to go off and do our own thing yeah yeah uh, and, and and it was sedition it was treason. But it wasn't going into the Capitol and, you know, trying to ruin our democracy. I think we're going to learn all kinds of new things during this impeachment trial. And certainly uh, last night on the Rachel Maddow show, Chuck Schumer left the door open to criminal prosecution for Trump. And uh, if that happens, I think we're going to learn a lot more about his direct involvement. We already have people like Alex Jones on record saying that he coordinated with Donald Trump as far as uh, leading the mob from Freedom Plaza to, uh, or wherever they were, the Ellipse. I think that's where, it was one of those two places. 
and it was we, the, the ellipse is where it started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was Alex Jones. And again, you take it with a grain of salt because it's Alex Jones, but I, I don't think he was embellishing this. He was saying that the white house instructed him to do X, Y, and Z to get the mob from the ellipse down to the Capitol. So in that regard, there was white house coordination, even without Donald Trump standing up in front of the entire crowd and saying, I'm coming with you. We're all going to march down to the Capitol and we need to use strength to take this country back. That, which is and exactly and what he said. Throw on top of that the National Guard stand down. Yeah, which is fairly well documented now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Plus, we have the extra yeah. dimension of uh, Mike Flynn's brother Charlie, who was on that fucking conference okay, call l- at right. the Pentagon. Let me let me let me play a devil's advocate on that. Okay, one, because someone has pointed out to me, and maybe this is a troll. I don't know, but uh, there is specifically. Uh, as far as the federal government goes, uh, there's some sort of rule that nobody in the federal armed forces can call up the National Guard, that it's, right. it's a jurisdiction thing. And so this Mike Flynn's brother thing, I'm not so sure it's as powerful as we're making it out to be. Now, that could be my own ignorance, but my my sense of it is is that he might have actually had a legitimate reason to say, no, we can't respond to this yeah that it has to be this authority that does that well and again i don't know how much he actually participated in the call at least according to the latest report from the washington post he left halfway through the conference call and uh so i don't know the extent of his participation but i do know that the pentagon actually covered it up the pentagon said on yeah, many occasions yeah. to that, several different that, press part, that part definitely needs to be investigated yes. yeah yeah well i mean they have it on record of uh pentagon officials saying to the press and all like one guy in all caps saying he was not in this meeting in any way shape or form so in that regard there was something kinky there like why would the pentagon cover this up uh but at the same time yeah, as far as the jurisdiction goes, uh, speaking to what you were just saying, uh, I'm fairly certain that the president has jurisdiction over the D.C. National Guard, but the president traditionally defers to the Pentagon in terms of the, the deployment of the D.C. National Guard. So the president doesn't usually say, okay, we're going to call up the D.C. National Guard to do X, Y, and Z. It's usually the Pentagon that engages in that. And I think that was why the call was taking okay. place between whoever was maybe the Capitol Police and, well, and the Pentagon. You know, I again, I don't know what I was talking about. I was playing that Chris Lavoie role of devil's <laughs> well, advocate. There's nothing wrong with that. Totally, <laughs> you know, totally fucking annoys Stephanie every time he does that. But oh, yeah. That well, was what I was trying to do. There's uh, one other thing I want to talk about here uh, with regard to Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer. We're going to do that uh, right after these words. Back after this. Eisier, that is A-I-S-I-E-R. What is it? luxurious modern sleepwear for the independent woman. Their sleepwear is made from 100% washable silk. Silk is known to reduce skin surface moisture loss and limit skin irritation. Best of all, it's comfortable, so lightweight, it feels like a second skin. It'll keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer with a fabric that loves your skin all year round. And in every type of weather, wearing silk to sleep is simply therapy at night. Eisier is owned by an amazing woman, a single mom. Their products are made right here in California. You can feel good about supporting a small business delivering high-quality products. Now is the perfect time. Treat yourself or a loved one to something extra special to sleep and lounge in during Eisier's Valentine's sale. Go to shopizier.com slash discount slash Stephanie. Use the discount code Stephanie, 10% off your order. That's shop, A-I-S-I-E-R dot com slash discount slash Stephanie. Use that code Stephanie for 10% off your order. Bob Seska.
yesterday You know that day is coming gone And you never get it back So why not sing a different song It's a brand new day It's coming your way Forget about yesterday Let's think about tomorrow That's the great Renee Trossman live It's a live song right here Called Brand New Day, uh, recorded live in Prague at the Jazz Dock Club. I've been there many times. I spend every Friday night there. I'm kidding, I'm making that up. It's in, it's in Prague, for God's sake. Uh, ReneeTrossman.com. Yeah. When, you're, when, when you're in Prague, do you say, check, please? rim shot there in the middle of the song okay um yeah reneetrossman.com uh prog you know, by the way you mentioned uh, the czech republic it is actually i think it's uh seska or cheska is how they pronounce it there it's one of the other oh. I, I saw it. my <laughs> that's name. how alexa says it <laughs> okay so uh, uh you know you want hey look i'll say i'll look i'll prove it to you right now okay let's yeah uh, let's hear uh, it. echo play the bob seska show Here's the Bob Cheska show from Amazon Music. Hey! Resuming from where you left off. To listen to the newest episode, ask me to play the latest episode. Okay. <laughs> hey, there you go. Okay. <laughs> That's Echo great. stop. The, the, uh, Alexa knows exactly how to pronounce my name in the traditional Italian <laughs> pronunciation. I don't use that pronunciation, but it's actually the proper one. And... Uh, but um, I think my the, the story, the backstory briefly is that my family, when they immigrated here, my grandparents, they or I should say my grandfather decided we're just going to go with Seska because it's easier for them to spell if you just say it's Seska. But I always have trouble getting people to spell my name correct. Whenever I say Seska and someone's got to write that down, they in- inevitably start with the letter S. It's usually S-E-S-K-A. Ah, say, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I got to stop them halfway through. Um, okay. So getting back into things here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mitch McConnell caved on this uh, power sharing thing in the Senate where they uh, were McConnell and Schumer were going to uh, share power equally in the Senate because it's a 50-50 divide. And it turns out that McConnell has now caved and backed down. But that's only because... Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema chickened out of voting to eliminate the filibuster. That news came down, oh. and so Mitch McConnell was like, "Well, I don't need a fight here anymore," or whatever Mitch McConnell sounds like. But um, <laughs> I guess he heard that uh, Manchin and Cinema are, are like a, a big no vote for eliminating the filibuster, so he thought, "Okay, well, I don't need to share power now because they're not going to oh, eliminate yeah. the so, filibuster." Yeah, so yeah. he had nothing to lose. Yeah. This just in, Bob, uh, Biden has signed the executive order directing the Justice Department not to renew contracts with private prisons. Hey, wonderful news. Hey, that's incredible Every news. time you turn around, it's, yeah, it's a great. Anyone who's ever watched Orange is the New Black knows how fucking sinister the uh, prison industrial complex is and how just utterly terrible and, and mismanaged and abusive and... I mean, bordering on, like, crimes against humanity. I mean, it's really just fucking awful. Prison for profit should never be a thing in this country. And No. Yeah. And, and, you know, what's what's even worse about it is the uh, just way too handy relationship the private prisons have with a lot of judges. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and we've had documented cases of that where judges are, are, are paid under the table to send more people to prison so that the prison for profit uh, corporation 
corporations can collect money on those prisoners because they get paid by the government per prisoner. But uh, speaking of uh, legal trouble, Rudy Giuliani is being sued for $1.3 billion in damages by Dominion Voting (laughs) Voting Systems. Yeah, that's uh, does he? Because a guy who does his own hair dyeing, I, I doubt he's got one point three billion dollars in damages. My guess is right. they will settle for a much lesser amount, but still, still, like line them up, line up all these people, uh, and and apparently Donald Trump is next on the dominion voting systems uh hit list i I think seth meyers pointed out that they think they can get the money out of rudy eventually because he's nosferatu (laughs) and he'll never die (laughs) (laughs) so if you if you take long enough if you hold on long enough he'll eventually accumulate the money by 2055 rudy giuliani may be solvent enough to uh pay off the uh lawsuit debt best wishes buzz Yes, best of luck to my good, good friend, Buzz Burbank, and uh, everything he's going through. I'm not sure when he's going to be back yet. He said February, so we're going to look at February. Uh, meanwhile, thank you so much, Mike, for uh, sitting in for Buzz. Absolutely. Uh, I'm the uh, I'm the Smothers Brothers to your Glenn Campbell, or, or the other way around. I don't know. When. I'll have to look that one up to see uh, what the actual <laughs> meaning of that was. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Summer replacement series. That's right. Well, uh, when this music is done playing, uh, we keep on talking. That is called the Postmortem Show. We post that on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash show. And because I'm apparently not writing for Salon anymore, I'm just going to assume that's the case. Uh, maybe uh, go over to our Patreon page. Sign up for like five bucks a month, five dollars a month. You won't even notice that leaving your checking account. Plus, you get uh, two postmortem shows every week. Uh, as I said, after Salon this, said, "Fuck him." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. And then I said, <laughs> "That was me." <laughs> Salon, thanks, Salon. <sighs> Okay, so make sure to go sign up on our Patreon page and make up for the fact that I'm writing writing for Salon, at least for now. Again, I have no idea what's happening. Okay, patreon.com slash bobseskashow or quite simply bobseskashow.com. You can also click the all caps Patreon link beneath the brand new logo at bobseska.com. Thanks for doing that. Meanwhile, Rocky Mountain Mike can be found on Twitter at RockyMNTNMike. Again, Rocky Mountain Mike, just search for him by name. Also, uh, you can find him on his YouTube channel and his Bandcamp page. Or, uh, and Instagram. Instagram, too. There you go. Rocky underscore mountain underscore Mike. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Imagine this Valentine's Day story is you. You're parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in 10 minutes. Glancing in the mirror, you cringe. Not on Valentine's Day. You can't go in with those bags under your eyes, not to mention crow's feet. You rummage through your purse saying, please tell me I have my plexiderm with me. And bingo, there it is. You apply the clear serum under your eyes and smile confidently, knowing that in minutes you'll look fresh, bright-eyed, and years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in just minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you give yourself. You can try a six-day, six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you.